For the last two weeks at AveMariaRadio.net, we wanted to know if your diocese had lifted the general dispensation for Mass. 53% of you said they have. 30% said they have not and have not announced plans to do so. And 15% said they haven't, but they have announced when they will. Thanks to all who filled out the poll, and if you didn't last week, let us know what you think about fraternal correction. Go to AveMariaRadio.net, scroll down on the homepage, and click on Poll of the Week. This is Cresta in the Afternoon. I'm Jerry Usher sitting in for Al today. Always a, an honor. And uh, the show team does such a great job of prepping me, so they make it, uh, make it an easy job to fill in for uh, what is, I'm sure, it's, it's just Al prepares so well along with his entire team for this show every day. So hats off to each and every one of you. Uh, the month of June, this month that we're in right now, as you probably know, is dedicated to the Sacred Heart. Uh, it's one of the most popular and widespread devotions in the church, but in the present culture, so lacking in love, our concept of love is easily uh, distorted, distracted, and destroyed. Uh, devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, therefore, is a powerful provision against the destruction of authentic love. Christ is present, living, and active, and his Sacred Heart beats a love song that is uniquely personal. And we're going to talk about this with Kathleen Beckman, the president and co-founder of the Foundation of Prayer for Priests, a best-selling author and Ignatian Certified Retreat Director who has addressed clergy, religious sisters, and laity internationally. She's a frequent uh, guest on EWTN-TV and radio programs, and her newest book is Family Guide to Spiritual Warfare. Kathleen, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jerry. So happy to be with you. Well, I'm happy to be talking about this topic, uh, especially here in this month of June. Um, where, you know, we want to focus on the Sacred Heart, obviously, but as you point out in articles you've written and what we're going to talk about today, um, that often is uh, sort of co-opted and uh, not, certainly not uh, well understood by the world. That is the love of Jesus Christ. Where I want to start, though, is, you know, how did the devotion to the Sacred Heart come about? Well, you know, there's a book on the Sacred Heart, A Heart on Fire, by Father James Kubicki. He's a Jesuit, uh, well-known by many people from the... Um, uh, from the Apostleship of Prayer. But he wrote a book, and he states, and I think this is an important factor to remember, that many people uh, think that the uh, um, Sacred Heart devotion began in the 17th century with St. Margaret Mary Alacolt. But the reality is that it began much earlier. In fact, according to Father Kubicki, it began before time began in the heart of God, because the Sacred Heart devotion isn't our devotion. It's God. It's God's devotion to us. Our devotion is only a response to God's devoted love. So it's really rooted in 1 John 4, 8, how, you know, God's love. And so we, we are giving our response to the devotion of God for us in this, in this exchange of love. So I think that's very important. But I think more, more people would think and relate to, you know, the time in the 1600s when, um, uh, the visitation sister, uh, Margaret Mary Ellicott, received the visions of uh, Jesus, um, and then there was the development of that devotion to the Sacred Heart. But it was actually in 1670, uh, the French priest, Father uh, John Hughes, celebrated the first feast of the Sacred Heart. And then, um, you know, it took a while after the apparitions and um, revelations to St. Margaret Mary uh, which really popularized the devotion, um, but it was really 
solidified with the Church's uh, recommendation by Pope Leo the Thirteenth um, in uh, July of 1899. And Pope Leo, he had. Uh, urgently recommended at that time that all bishops throughout the world observe the feast in their diocese. One that promulgated the indulgences and the promises related to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Very good. Um, in a uh, June 2017 article on Catholic Exchange that you wrote, uh, you said that devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is a powerful provision against the destruction of authentic love. Um, talk for a minute about what kinds of things, forces, movements, trends, things like that in our culture and society are, um, are, are trying to destroy uh, authentic love. Well, we have the traditional uh, threefold enemy of love, uh, and that is the world, the spirit of the world, the culture that is anti-Christ, anti-gospel, anti-love. We have the flesh with its concupiscence and uh, um, tendency to sin, and then we have a demonic uh, oppressor and a demonic deceiver. And so I believe in that article I, I focused on how the love of the Sacred Heart truly crushes uh, evil spirits, and that's because there is no love among the fallen angels, there's no love in hell, and everything related to the demonic is absent love, so the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the love of God, and our reciprocal love is um, is a spiritual weapon in many ways, because as we build up and focus on the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, through that love, through His grace, we are able to um, proclaim His victory over all evil and uh, over the culture and the flesh, but it is a spiritual battle. Indeed. Uh, we're talking with Kathleen Beckman, Beckman here on uh, Crust in the Afternoon. I'm Jerry Usher, in for Al today. Uh, June being the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart, and that is what we're talking about right now. And you did, indeed, in that article, Kathleen, you, you did uh, talk about what you just mentioned. And you also say, when the soul experiences the absence of authentic love, it readily succumbs to the sedu seduction of diabolical liaisons. In the Church's Ministry of Deliverance and Exorcism, we see this repeatedly. And then it says, a heart on fire with and for divine love repels the demon. So we are in, uh, perhaps engaged in a, a much more serious battle than we realize here between love and evil. Well, absolutely, um, and, and we need to really be aware of that, and I think that's why the Church points us to the heart of Jesus. And, you know, we need to realize that all that we are and all that we do in the Church really has to do with love, and it's for love. And so, and again, it's the love that has uh, been showered upon us first, and then our union with that love by virtue of our baptism. The, the fact is that when we are fully alive in the love of God, that is, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, then we are actually very, very powerful against the world of flesh and the devil. But, you know, daily we have to battle against all that is not of God. And that's easier said than done, because, you know, um, the forces that are trying to rob us of love, rob us of our inheritance, rob us of being fully alive in the Lord Jesus Christ and having this dynamic love relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they, the threefold enemy is strong and, and very cunning. And so we need to rely on the Holy Spirit 
to um, that spirit of love that's been poured into us in order to have wisdom, in order to uh, appropriate the, uh, the the charism and the gifts that, that God gives us so that we can proclaim His victory. Now, in the ministry of exorcism and deliverance, and I've been present to so many rites of exorcism because that's the ministry that I do for my diocese, and I'm on the exorcist team, I will say that it seems to me, in observing uh, the priest leading the rite of exorcism, that what really drives the evil spirits out of the demonically oppressed person is love. That the enemy does not like, he is tormented to be in the presence of love. So it's not just the love of the exorcist priest. It's not just the love of the team that is ministering to the, to the person. It's the, the universal church. It's the, the love that exists in the body of Christ that has that power to vacate evil spirits. And so love is very dynamic, but, you know, I would say that every day we challenge ourselves and say, you know, what is the level of my love? And we can't manufacture it, Jerry. You know, we have to, we have to receive God's love. And He wants us to receive His love every day through the sacramental life of the Church, through the life of grace and virtue. Yeah, and, and we know as Catholic Christians that uh, the, uh, the the number one place where love happens and is nurtured and must grow and develop is in the domestic church, in the home. And uh, I'd like you to talk just for a second about uh, one of the great ways that people can bring um, si- significant uh, spiritual protection into their homes is in by, by inviting the Sacred Heart and enthroning the Sacred Heart of Jesus in their homes. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you bring that topic up, Jerry, because um, that is the advice that exorcists give to uh, to people very often. And if you want to protect the domestic church, if you want to protect your loved ones, then enthrone your home and your family to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And do it formally, you know, and then live that enthronement. There's many resources. If you just Google enthronement to, um, of the family to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, there's many resources online. And then you can ask your uh, parish priest to come and lead the family through that, or a father of a family, the leader of the family, could lead um, the, the family through that. But then, you know, I always encourage families um, to have a, a little oratory, of, an area of prayer in the home, and an image of the Sacred Heart. Um, you know, I grew up in such an era that, that uh, my mom and dad had a Sacred Heart almost in every room, so for me... Everywhere I looked, I had an image of the Sacred Heart because they were so devoted to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And these reminders are very real. And in fact, the exorcists do teach us in in courses that our line of sight in our home or where we work, it is is really wonderful, a protection, if we can have these holy objects because these holy objects are, um, like an image of the Sacred Heart, uh, repel the evil spirits. Kathleen Beckman, our guest, just have about three minutes here, Kathleen, and uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, interesting, ironic, perhaps, uh, juxtaposition here during the month of June. The LGBT community says, uh, you know, the, the, the entire month of June is going to be what they call Pride Month, and for Catholic Christians and maybe other non-Catholic Christians, if they, if they cho- choose to do so, recognize it as the month of the Sacred Heart. Um, talk about that juxtaposition, kind of an unfortunate juxtaposition there. 
That's right. And I mean, really, the words say it all. Pride um, versus humility. The Even, you know, the Sacred Heart of Jesus is a humble heart. And um, so I think that we see, whenever we see pride, it's kind of a red flag for our Christians, isn't it? Um, it's, it's something that is unfortunate. And, and, you know, it's not surprising, Jerry, because um, this is the way of the enemy. They take what is real and true and beautiful and just invert it and then flip it. And you'll notice that in the language, like, you know, uh, even like uh, the pro-choice movement, this is my body, taking those words of Jesus, you know, and and corrupting it. That's, that's a demonic tactic. And that's what I see happening in uh, the use of Pride Month. And, and even... You know, there's a satanic calendar that looks at, just like we have a liturgical calendar, they have one that, you know, inverts that, and they do evil things on these days, but they're kind of parallel to our liturgical calendar. So this is the tactic of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the uh, the passage, and I'm not uh, quite an, uh, a scriptural apologist enough to quote it chapter and verse, but I think it's somewhere in the Bible. The demons, before Jesus even says anything, he says, we know who you are, uh, you know, Jesus. And and so, yeah, you're very right, Kathleen. Uh, the, the, the demons, the, you know, the, the, the other side can definitely recognize what is, like you said, good and true and beautiful. So... Um, I wish you had more time, Kathleen. I, I love the work that you're doing, um, especially, um, you know, with my uh, love of the priesthood and t- years in formation and my years with Vocation Boom, my apostle at your foundation of prayer for priests. Thank you for doing that. We need to pray so much for our priests and everything else you're doing. Where can people find your writings and your work real quickly? Um, KathleenBeckman.com and FoundationForPriests.com. Okay. Thank you, Kathleen. Great segment with you here on the program. All right. God bless. Well, it's, yeah, thank you very, very much. Uh, We've got a full hour yet to go of Crusty in the Afternoon and some wonderful conversations that I really don't want you to miss. I hope that you can stick around. I'm Jerry Usher in for Al Crusta.